Hey y'all, welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Couture Conversations Podcast. Today's episode is all about the differences between reaction and responding in business. I was having a conversation again with a friend. I feel like the majority of my conversations that I have with friends these days definitely revolves around career. One of the biggest topics that keeps circulating within my network is reaction versus responding. So I thought, what a perfect time to talk about it on my podcast. For the purpose of this podcast, reacting to a situation means that you are not giving yourself any time to think about what you should maybe say or what but alternatives there are. You're reacting to the situation, right? And then responding is simply giving yourself some breathing room to give the answer, to provide the solution that you feel will be the most beneficial for everyone involved. It's really incredible. I remember there are so many situations in in my career early on where I would be reacting to a situation, one, either out of frustration or two, simply because you know I didn't know any better. It really started to stem from watching my superiors early on in the fashion industry really reacting to some of the negative things that happen, right? So if a fabric is misprinted or they send the wrong fabric, the immediate reaction is going to be to yell (laughs) at whoever they believe to be to blame. And that yelling is a reaction to the negative instance. I remember I was uh, working in a buying office. My designer at the time ordered a print. For those of you that don't know, these fabrics, you can either special order them if you're designing the fabric yourself, like you're actually sketching it out, or you go down to a fabric store and actually purchase the materials. It just depends on what level you are in in the fashion industry. Um, the couture world, and when it's really whole couture, you are you're customizing each piece. So the fabric is purchased or ordered on special order. Now, when you're working more in fast fashion, in most cases, it's going to be running through a manufacturer. Typically, those are sourced from overseas. So when you're working with this manufacturer, there usually is a language barrier and because most of it's in Bangladesh or China, Vietnam, some in Sri Lanka, and many in Philippines. I'm sure if any of you are in the fashion industry and you're listening to this, you're, you may be laughing to yourself being like, oh yeah, I know, talking to the manufacturers is, is always a trip. I have a funny story that happened to me with a manufacturer. <laughs> My buyer at the time was in the process of buying um, – a bunch of beaded dresses and sequins dresses. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the early 2010s, the sequins and beaded dresses were really, really popular. And in this instance, we were working with a manufacturer that 
had a little bit of a hiccup go on. The women that were putting together these garments were arguing constantly over bead distribution among themselves. And it's because in their culture, they had rivals and their neighbors, their neighboring towns were rivals of one another. And this is deep rooted. It's been going on apparently for centuries. So this caused a problem inside the manufacturing part of the process, which held up the garments to be able to be shipped on time. It was quite a debacle. But anyway, what was even crazier is I remember telling my father's wife, Penny, this story. And she worked for Saks Fifth Avenue as a buyer. This was probably 20 years ago at that point. And she had a similar story, almost identical to it, that happened to her when she was a buyer for Saks always going to be hiccups well before a customer even gets to look at the garment. When you're working with these manufacturers, you have to almost micromanage the process to make sure you're getting exactly what was sent. And in some cases, the fabric is incorrect or the construction can be incorrect. And when that happens, oh boy, gird your loins, guys, because some shit is about to hit the fan. In most cases, a gnarly reaction is going to occur. You don't always have to react in a way when things are no longer in your control. The wrong garment is being shipped. The wrong sizes are going to be hitting the stores. There is this um, coach. Her name is Marie Forleo. I absolutely adore her. She says, everything is figureoutable. And I know she coined that term, but I love it. And I use it all the time, especially when I'm thinking about the differences between reacting and responding. Because when you're responding to something, you're giving yourself an opportunity to really think through what the solution is instead of just reacting to it and not giving yourself a second to think, hmm, okay, this is really shitty and I don't know what to do right now. I'm going to step away and take a second to figure this out and sort this out. Because when you step away and you give yourself a little bit of grace, right? We're not perfect. No one's perfect. But the thing is, giving yourself a little bit of breathing room to figure out what a solution can be is going to ultimately benefit morale in the office, but also benefit you and getting to a solution faster. Because let me tell you, watching my and hearing my buyer ream out that vendor on the phone destroyed morale for that day. Everyone was walking on eggshells around her. And ultimately, it wasn't a productive day in the workplace. Everyone was a little bit on edge. Now, if my buyer would have said, oh my goodness, the manufacturing plant sent the wrong garments to my vendor, and now I can't ship these dresses out on time. Let's have a strategy meeting and to figure out what we can do. Instead, We would have come together as a group, the four of us. We would have come up with a plan. We would have called the other vendors we work with to see if they had any extra items that we could put out on the floor in the interim until we got the right thing. For example, that could be that could have been a solution. Instead of listening to my buyer scream at this vendor for, I don't know, what seemed like 30 minutes, but was probably about five, and hanging up on them. And ultimately that destroys a relationship with someone because in this day and age, the tolerance for yelling at anybody is very, very low, extremely so. And I'm so glad that the culture 
is changing so much. But there are still situations where voices are raised and it becomes very uncomfortable. But circling back to the idea of responding, because I also have witnessed managers and buyers of mine respond to situations. It's so admirable. And it's what I've learned the most from in this industry. I was working with this incredible person and he would take the time to really watch everything that he said. He was super methodical in his delivery because he told me you only get one opportunity to leave a bad impression on people, (laughs) but you'll get ample opportunities to potentially leave a good impression on people. But the challenge is as soon as you leave a negative impression, that's typically all they're going to associate you with because perception becomes reality. When he told me that, y'all, in his office, I about died. He also said so many other incredible little tidbits and stuff that I learned from him. But that was one of the biggest things where you have one opportunity to put people off and that's it. You have no more opportunities after that. Now, certainly we make mistakes. People forgive. We move on. But that negative stigma is always going to be there. So one of the things that you know, picking up along the way to give yourself some time to respond to a situation instead of react, not only will help your business grow, but it'll also help grow your network, which leads me to then my next little story. So I was having a really terrible day one day. I remember Um, I actually read about it in my journal the other day to kind of think about what I wanted to say on this podcast. I was having coffee with one of my girlfriends and I remember telling her that I hated my job. It was so miserable. Buyer was so miserable. And she looked at me and she said, well, what are you going to do about it? Because all I was doing was reacting to the situation. I wasn't responding to the situation. I wasn't get finding a way to mediate it or work around it. Everything negatively that my boss was throwing at me, I was reacting to it. I would go into the bathroom and just like have my moments and, you know, cry to myself for a second. Or I would go out to my car and just like blast music and scream a little bit because I was so agitated. And those were all reactions to the situation that I was in. I said to myself in that moment, oh my gosh, I'm reacting to her. I'm not responding. So from that day forward, I took what she was saying And instead of having it negatively affect me, I switched my mindset to respond to her and to ask, this is what I heard you say. Did you mean that specifically or was was there something else that you meant? It was really quite crazy because she said to me, this was the first time anyone has ever told her or asked her that question. This is what I heard you say. Did you mean that? It gave her an opportunity to step back and say, oh my gosh, no, that's, I'm so sorry. That is not what I meant. And it came down to a situation of miscommunication where her style of communication was very brash and abrupt. And that I kindly let her know that that's not something that I react well to. And nobody likes to be spoken down to, which leads me to urgency. Whenever someone is, I love the word fiery in the business place. They're fiery. They know what they want. They know what it takes to succeed. They're demanding. They are just a powerhouse, right? But sometimes you'll be in situations, at least I have been, where urgency is being driven unnecessarily and letting outside 
urgency is a really great recipe for reacting instead of giving yourself time to respond, which made me think of this time when I was working on the sales floor. I was in college and I was working at a retail store. This customer came in. They were hell-bent on returning an item that was against our return policy. This situation, I'm working on the sales floor. This woman (laughs) is really, truly livid with me that I will not make an exception for her. And I was not a manager at this point. And my manager, I remember vividly, she was on a lunch break. And there was nothing that I could do for her. Absolutely nothing. I could not return it. I could not give her store credit. It was the company policy. And I was just following what the company policy was. Well, she started telling me she's such a good customer and this is unacceptable. Well, the woman didn't have her receipt. The tags were not on it. And clearly this garment had been worn. But in this situation, it even looked like this garment had been washed already. So there was truly nothing, even my manager I knew, could do for this woman. But she was so irate. And I remember I let her drive the urgency behind the matter. I immediately went to the back of the store. I told my manager all about it. Instead of just saying, you know what? I'm so sorry, ma'am. There's nothing I can do for you. My manager will be back in 10 minutes or less may I take your information and hopefully we can find a solution that that will work out for you. 31 year old me, totally. I would definitely think of that. But you know, 19 year old me was not thinking like that whatsoever. Letting someone's urgency to solve a problem affect the way you respond to something or make you react to it is not only manipulative of them, but it's also Check in with yourself. Are you allowing people to dictate how you behave? Because that's the one thing we all have control over. And I think, I mean, I do checks with myself all the time. Am I responding well to this? Am I really taking the opportunity to think through what I want the solution to be? And if I don't know what that is in that moment, am I asking for some time to think about it? I have to tell you, one of the things that I learned really early on is that most everyone, regardless if it's in your personal life or career, when you say something simple like, would it be okay with you if I take five minutes to think about how I want to respond to this because I don't want to react what my knee-jerk reaction is going to be because it's a bit negative. So I want to give myself an opportunity to be able to see your perspective on things to respond a bit better. I don't know one that would say anything other than, of course, and respect you a lot more than reacting in a negative way. I remember having a boss again, (laughs) and I'm almost at time talking with y'all, but I remember this is the last story. I had a boss, and anytime I would do something she didn't like, she would yell at me, which, you know, whatever. I was young and dumb in my career, but I thought about it long term. It's teaching the young professionals that that is how you manage, and that's not okay. Yelling at someone in any situation is never going to be a solution to anything. (laughs) That's actually something my dad told me when I was young. You know, yelling at someone 
is only going to make their blood boil. It's going to drive the urgency to react, and it's certainly not going to give you an opportunity to respond in the most (laughs) civil manner. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't like being scolded. When you're in any situation at work, and for me, especially in the fashion industry where everything seems super dramatic, <laughs> or at least it seemed every everything was hyper dramatic and solutions needed to be provided right away. And yelling was definitely status quo in my world for a very long time. I've picked up ways to just remedy it. And a couple of ways of doing that is not allowing their urgency to be my urgency. One. Two, not allowing myself to react if what I really want to do is give myself time to respond because there are definitely situations where you need to react to if you're crossing the street and a car is coming you should probably get the heck out of the way you need to react to that but in in the business world something that I wish I would have learned earlier on is it is okay not to have the answer to something off the top of your head And it is okay to ask for a little bit of time to gather that answer. It doesn't make you look stupid. You know what does make people look less inclined to get a promotion is giving answers that are not well thought out. If you're giving yourself some time to think out what you want to say, I guarantee you're definitely going to produce a better answer. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on reacting versus responding. I hope you found it helpful. As always, y'all, please let me know what you think, and I look forward to next week. 